Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Well, hello, and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with a special guest today, Donna Clark. Donna is a former award-winning video producer and founder of a brick-and-mortar nonprofit children's theater arts academy, and she transitioned her own genius online with her drama club in a box digital course and online children's camp membership, Creative Camp Clubhouse. And Donna is naturally a producer and her ability for that and love for working with creatives made for the perfect job fit. She is an online right hand or backstage business boss, as she calls herself. Um, And with Donna's help, her clients are able to stay in their lane of creative genius while she stays in hers. And I think that that is so important. Donna, I'm so excited to have you here. You are also the, the host of the Backstage Business Boss podcast, which just launched uh, this past month. So excited to have you here. I think you are formerly, I'm going to add another title on here that you are also an integrator, which I want to get to. I think that that that, that is a, a word, would you use that word to describe what you do as well? Yes, um, an integrator, um, that is the term that is tossed around in the online space. Um, I like to coin it more of an online producer because that's feels more like what I am, but yeah, integrator. Wonderful. So, so tell the audience, introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about you beyond the bio and and we can kick this off. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me, Nicole. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so basically the backstory is that uh, after 20 years as a television producer, I burned out. And perhaps some of your audience members have been in a similar situation where you have your first career and then suddenly you find yourself, it doesn't fill me up anymore. Um, and I really felt like there was something else waiting for me. Um, I will interject here that my then husband was not supportive of me moving away from that, you know, sort of secure production job and was never supportive of anything sort of after that or entrepreneurial. Um, One of which was, like you said, I created a nonprofit theater arts academy for kids in our community. I do have a theater background too um, and super passionate about creating a home for kids that might not otherwise feel included or a part of something. Um, So in a nutshell, I know that my story is not unique but after 24 years of being in a loveless, lifeless, unsupportive marriage, it ended. Um, what I didn't realize um, that through that period of time, I lost myself. I lost my joy. I lost my passion for creative creativity. And at that point, I looked in the mirror and didn't recognize the face looking back at me. So... Once the dust settled after the divorce, I did a bit of soul searching. I hired a business coach, which is what I thought I needed, to help me filter out sort of all the things. Like I had a photography studio and the kids academy and, you know, I had all the things going and um, I wanted real clarity on what I should do next, sort of in this second act. 
Um, so I hired this coach. I went to Atlanta, paid a lot of money. He sat me down and I thought we were going to sit down and start, you know, going through the numbers and financials and stuff. And he sat me down and looked me in the eye and said, so are you happy? And then the tears just came. So clearly I wasn't. (laughs) And so that's kind of where we started. And that led me on my way back to rediscovering myself. Uh, that thank oh, you for sharing all of that. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I think that as a women, we can connect on a very deep level based on our similar circumstances or stories. Um, so then that took me on a path leading me where basically I am today. And um, a year and a half ago, I was um, I saw a Facebook post from an acquaintance that I had met several years prior when I was a producer and I was producing for the Michaels Corporation and I was producing a video and it was an education video on how to paint or something. And so the gal that was the on-camera talent, the artist, um, she and I hit it off right away. She was very talented. She was great on camera. She um, was funny and spirited. Um, But after that shoot was over, we went our separate ways And we never spoke again. So until I see this post um, about a year and a half ago that was um, on Facebook and she was asking people, um, is there anybody out there that would like to take art classes again? And I thought, dang, where has she been? And why am I just now seeing this post? So as the consummate producer that I am, I thought, gosh, she should be doing this online. So I reached out to her and I thought, I don't know if she's going to remember me. I don't know where she's been. I don't know what's going on. But I reached out to her privately and I said, "Um, would you ever consider doing this online or have you ever considered it? And she wrote back, she said, of course, I remember you. And yes, I've considered it, but I don't want to do all the things. Like I don't want to do all the tech. I don't want to do all the customer service. I don't, you know, I just want to paint. And so that led to a conversation that led to a relationship. And now we are working together and she's just painting. She's making those connections online, building a membership. And um, she now has a membership with almost 500 members. Amazing. And I love that you just took the initiative and reached out to her <laughs> rather than waiting for the opportunity to come to you. And there's so much that I want to talk about, but I, but I love that because I think a lot of people sit on those, those, that inspiration where you see something, you think about it and you don't strike when the inspiration does. And then it just sort of drifts away. Yeah. I think sometimes I, th- I think you're right. Um, some people overthink it. Like you think, oh, that would be cool. Maybe I should do that. And then there's the overthinking that happens. But, you know, but what if she doesn't remember me? What if she doesn't answer me? What if she, do, you know, and all I could think about was, okay, well, then I'm no different than where I am right now. If if she doesn't want to pursue this, then she doesn't. It takes some strength of self to do that though. And I think that's where a lot of people, particularly in the beginning, you fall down, you think like, I don't have enough experience or there you, 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 you play out like that worst case scenario in your head and you let that put a roadblock in front of you actually making progress or creating an opportunity in your life. So I love that you just grabbed it and you were like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to her and see what happens. And look what happened for both of you. Right, right. And and not only for the both of us, but now all of the hundreds of people that she's um, 
making an impact on because, you know, every day we get emails and texts and direct messages thanking her for everything that she's done um, in the community. And that especially this past year during lockdown and COVID, um, these women in this community are finding a, um, a respite and a way to get away from the real world and everything that's going on. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I, I feel every day that my business is a blessing just because of the creativity that it allows me to have and, and to see possibility when bad things happen in the world, I can, I can look to this whole space that I have to create magic for myself and for my clients and for everybody. I can meet people like you on this podcast. Like there's just so much that, that nurtures me when the world is seemingly falling apart outside. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a question for you. So like, I, I love your story and I, and I, I love digging into this kind of thing, but so you, you talked about your, your marriage, you talked about, you know, you were, you were with your husband for 24 years. He wasn't supportive. Um, do you think you ever would have taken this leap if you had stayed in that marriage? No. No, the, um, you know, I often refer to the, the split and the divorce as being very freeing for me mm-hmm. because finally I got to re-engage with who I am in my soul. And um, I know that there's bigger things out there for me and um, I'm already starting to experience some of those. So um, I couldn't stay and, and if I had stayed, it would have been for a lot of the wrong reasons. And I think I would have just, you know, withered up and died inside. Yeah. And were you very young when you got married? Uh, not super young. I mean, I was 27. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like, and, and, and I feel like this for, for a lot of women, we, we get married or we attach ourselves to a person when we're really young. And then it almost it doesn't stunt our evolution, but if the, if the, if our partner isn't incredibly supportive, I think women naturally defer and then that evolution happens inside of us. And we don't necessarily feel free to live out our dreams, to say that we want more, you know, we're, we're kind of societally and the way that we're, you know, depending on how you were raised, I know that I felt like that. And I know that I've seen that with a lot of people that I know I've, I didn't get married very young, but I've been with my husband since I was 24 and there have been distinct moments throughout. And and I have a very supportive husband, but it was me feeling like I just, I had to remind myself to speak up for myself and to say, I want this for me. And I'm worthy of it. And there's like, there, I, I, there are distinct moments in my, in my evolution where I know that I came to these points where I was like, I need to change. And, you know, you can either come with me or I don't know. I hope you do. And luckily he always said, yes, um, he's very supportive, <laughs> but I think that there's so much courage that has to come from that. And unfortunately my mom was that person where she was in just a, a, marriage that did not allow her to grow, did not allow her to be herself. And I saw her complete. She's a different person after not being with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, for sure. And, you know, for my, my 
personal experience. It was, it was that it was like, you defer to the guy, you, 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 you let his ideas of what he, he thinks he wants. Well, it, it wasn't even that it was what he felt that I needed to be. Like it was his idea of what I needed to be, not my idea of what I needed to be. And so, um, but yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. You know, I think back on my parents too. And it's like my mom um, deferred to my dad, you know, and she was very creative. She went that, you know, she's older and she went through, you know, she was a nurse. You know, I think back then you could be a nurse or a teacher. Um, There wasn't a lot of um, opportunity for different things, but as she, got older, you know, she really explored her own creativity and now she's 87 and she's publishing her second book, but, um, she's finally, you know, doing the stuff that she should have done 50 years ago. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, like, I, I love this conversation because I think that so many of my listeners, and I know that there are a lot of women out there and I know just from the people that I speak with, the women that I talk to online and, you know, that are in my Facebook community, I, I hear this a lot where they don't have the supportive spouse or they don't feel like they can go all in on their business because they don't have the support at home. And I hear it, you know, like, and I'm busy with the kids and my husband is, you know, he's not supportive or he doesn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that you, you kind of have to, there's two choices. It's like you, you, well, there's three, there's, you give up on the business, you give up on the marriage or you stand up for yourself within the marriage and for what you believe in. And there, and I, I never want people to discount the power of standing up for yourself in your life in general, whenever it happens, you know, that evolution can come after the, the marriage ends or the thing that we seemingly feel is standing in our way, but that you choose when that second act is happening. Totally. You choose. And- Yes, that is so smart. And because, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I got tired of trying to stand up for myself in my marriage, in my particular circumstance. But, um, and so I just, I, I finally just was like, you know, this is, this is draining me. It's too hard. I can't do the kids and do this and fight for this. Um, and maybe, you know, at the end of the day, it, it was a loveless marriage from the start. So, you know, for my circumstance, that was the situation. But I do believe that women need to to be give themselves permission to stand up, like you say, and say, this is what I want. And this is how, you know, here's the roadmap. Do you want to come along? Just like you said. So I really like that. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's kind of the definition of standing up for yourself and saying, I'm worthy of this. This is what I want. My dreams matter. My wants and needs matter just as much as everybody else's in this house. And then you look at it and you say, like, am I happy? If I got all these things, am I still happy here in this situation? Right. Or is the situation still just something I can't I can't do? But I I I think there are a lot of women out there that are like. I want more. I know I'm more than this. Not saying that this is bad, but I have a calling. Yes. I want to do it. And they get stopped by two things. They get stopped by thinking that, you know, it's too late. I'm not worthy, you know, whatever is happening inside. And then they get stopped by the other thing, which is what you help with is how would I even do that? 
Right. They don't know. And they think about it and they're like, they get stopped by the logistics. They're just like sales pages and registration <laughs> and launching and huh? And what? And Facebook ads? No way. I can't do it. Right. And so, so tell us a little bit about how you help with that piece, because I think that that is so necessary. Well, in, um, in my example with my friend, Tracy, who um, is the artist, like, like I said in the beginning, you know, from the very start, I think she, she knew enough about the online space and that there were all these moving parts that were associated with it. And as much as she wanted to do a, you know, to get her art and her love for teaching that out there, that was stopping her. And if, if it meant that she had to do all of that herself, she wasn't going to do it. And so it was very important to, um, for me to like talk to her and understand where she was coming from so that I could know how I could help her. And so what I do for her is all the back end stuff. Um, I do all the, um, you know, all the sales pages and the funnels and the opt-ins and the setting up everything, the customer service. And one of the biggest things, um, Nicole, that I do for her is I feel like it's one of the biggest things is I help shield her from the haters because anybody online is, it's not a matter of if you're going to have haters or bad comments or negativity come your way. It's a matter of when. And so, and I'm sure you, you, you know this too, that if it, if you are, you're so close to your passion and what you're teaching or your craft and your art, um, if someone criticizes that in, in any way, in a negative way, that can shut you down. That can make you feel, oh, well, maybe I'm, maybe I am a fraud. Maybe I am this, you know, I'm in this imposter syndrome situation. And, um, it can stop somebody in their tracks from moving forward. And so what I can do is help diffuse that and be a barrier so that she doesn't lose her momentum and her passion and her confidence. Um, and so that we don't lose that, you know, that momentum that we've built because I can, I can filter and she, you know, she needs to see the good comments, but she doesn't need to see the people that are just being ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. If it's not constructive, it's destructive. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love that because I do think that that happens with a lot of people you get, it, it takes you out of that, out of your zone of genius, which that, in, I mean, a lot of things take you out of it, but that like, I talk a lot about, I, and I help women. Um, I help men too, but I help mostly women um, really battle that inner critic and, and diminish that voice and not allow it to be the loudest thing in their head because it keeps you stuck because it is honestly, you know, I think m most of us in the entrepreneurial space would say at some point we've gotten in our own way. You've said that word, that phrase before, and by shielding by shielding her and your clients from those haters, from the people that where they, it's almost like um, it's it's almost like a projection of your inner critic coming at you. They're saying the things that you really don't want to hear that you're afraid everybody will say when you step into this into this space, and then it happens and it shakes your confidence and it can just really throw you off your game. So I, I don't think that people think about that as part of 
the role of an integrator or, or an assistant or a producer or anybody that that's in there. But I love that you brought that up because it is such a valuable service. Well, it becomes, it really, um, it, a part of that also is it, it takes me back to being a television producer when I'm working with on-camera talent. And it's um, a part of the producer's job is to be the cheerleader, is to be the one that can keep them, you know, come on, you know, let's, let's, let's be excited and, you know, smile. <laughs> and I can, I can sense when she's feeling heavy and when it's starting, you know, she's starting to kind of get into what could be a, a dark place and going down a spiral. So I, 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 I make sure that, you know, I'm saying, okay, you know, what you're doing is, is worthy and it's important and you need to keep doing it. Right. <laughs> because, you know, here are all these amazing testimonials from people that, you know, love you and need it and um, really talk about how it's saved them in some dark times. So what she is doing is very important. And I just have to keep that in the forefront of her mind. So I, that, that, that's a very important thing that not to let the, not to, not to stop you from helping 50 people because one person comes and doesn't like what you're doing or has an issue with it. And the truth is that has everything to do with that person and very, very little usually to do with you and what you are doing. Um, so, so kudos to you for, for being that person and holding that role. But I want to talk a little bit about your, your former life as a producer, now kind of taking that experience and, and translating into what you do now. I, I, I'd like to talk just a little bit about, because I think I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of women out there, um, particularly like the women that had a career, maybe they left to, to go home, work, um, to, to stay home with the kids. They left work to stay home with the kids, and now they're looking to get back into it. And I think a lot of people look backwards and they say, I don't see how my experience as a this translates into this thing that I want to do necessarily. And I, I, I think your job and what you've managed to do sort of speaks to how experience is more than what it is like on paper and you don't look at it so linearly. Like you've been able to, you saw that your, your, I was a, I was an actor and I used to be afraid to talk about that because I was like, it doesn't sound right because I'm a business coach. Like who wants a former actor, flaky actor as a business coach. <laughs> but the truth is, is that I have to help people build a brand and become authentically them and character development and developing the character of the version of you you want to be. I use my acting experience all the time when I work with my clients. So can you talk about how, how you used your experience as a producer and, and how that kind of relates to what you do now and how you see the similarities maybe sure. where other people wouldn't? Yeah, for sure. And so I love the fact that you were an actor that I love that. <laughs> yeah. When you said the on-camera talent and, 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 you know, cheering them on, I can, I can remember <laughs> being that person that, that needed to be encouraged in between, long, in between takes. Yeah. <laughs> in between long breaks. <laughs> yeah. So as a producer, so typically, you know, a a producer can mean a lot of different things in, in media, but for me, it was really, I, um, I was, uh, I could have created, I might've been a, the copywriter, the creator, the, um, and worn all the hats, but ultimately it was that I was responsible for a, a 
television or video project from start to completion. So whatever that meant, and it was managing timelines, it was managing people, and it was managing projects. And so those skills, those organizational skills and the ability to uh, create systems and streamline processes, um, those are all things that I did as a producer. And those, you know, over time became very second nature to me. And so as I've morphed into the online space, I'm looking around thinking, well, doesn't doesn't this come easy to everybody? Doesn't everybody do this? And what I find is that no, they don't. And typically, if somebody is um, pursuing a passion, a hobby, and they want to, or whatever it is, um, their expertise that they've had in corporate America for you know 30 years, um, they don't know how to um, manage projects, timelines, uh, media, uh, and all the things that are associated with an online business. And I'm able to put my arms around it, not only put my arms around it, but also cast a vision and help that entrepreneur see what's possible and then implement what's possible. I love that. Yeah. I, I, and producers, like when I think of a producer, I just think of resourceful because the producer role is so not defined. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the, whatever we need, it's going to be thrown at these people, whether it's like we ran out of water and someone needs to go find it because the convenience store is closed down the street from location, or we need to move location. Like there's just, it could be anything. So I, I, when I hear that, 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 uh, connection of you moving to the, like you're in another resourceful role. And I think that's the, that's the thing is not looking at it in the detail, but look at it another level up from what you did. You might've been a, you know, you might've been an assistant at a corporate job, but the resourcefulness, what did mm -hmm. you do? You facilitated things, you managed projects, you're a multitasker. You are able to see big picture and the details. When when you look at your your skills and you see how they relate to other industries, it doesn't have to be so like for like. And I think that ends up stopping a lot of people. They think like, well, if it's not exactly what I did in this job or in this role, I don't see how it could apply someplace else or in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah, for sure. That's so smart. Um, and I think that... Um, you being able to uncover that in people is uh, an amazing um, ability to be able to see like what's possible. Um, and, and and like you said, I think people do get stuck. It's like, well, I was, I was an accountant. I was, a, you know, whatever. Um, and so all I know is, is this part of what my job used to be, but you got, you know, think bigger. Yeah. And broader because, um, that the online space out there and what people are desperately needing and education and self-help and coaching and all the things um, there's, there's a wide web out there that, that many people um, need to jump into because other people need what you have. Yeah. And, and broadening your perspective on you and what you do and how you do it and how you help people. Like when you just start thinking about like, how would I be able to help someone? And what I find really interesting is I see a lot of women where they will lend their skills 
to the PTA, the, the, the things that they, they donate time for. So they'll volunteer for anything. But when it comes to being paid for it, they need, they feel like they need to have, you know, the resume, the, the exact qualifications, and it doesn't have to be that rigid. See yourself as you're looking at when you, when you see yourself, you know, volunteering for something, you're just like, well, I'll do whatever is needed. I, you see yourself as this, this, um, this person of service. And that's really what this is. That's really what it is when you step into the entrepreneurial space. You just need to, you need to just have the confidence to, to look at yourself and say, I'm more than just this one little thing. Yeah. And if, and if somebody would, you know, somebody out there, you know, like you said, volunteering for the PTA, and if you would just unpack what you enlist every little thing that you do, then you could see a bigger vision about, wow, like, yeah, I can, I can run this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can discover your genius. It's more than you think it is. It's more than what you believe or what it was on, what was on a resume a few years ago or many years ago or yesterday. And, it's, and yeah. And don't you think that people, things that come easy to you, you discount your, mm-hmm. you know, because you think, oh, everybody can do that. Yep. And the more you learn, the more you discount the other things that you've known for longer. So like, as you start to enrich yourself and, 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 and educate yourself, you just start taking more and more for granted. And you forget that everybody else doesn't know everything that you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so just tell everybody a little bit about how, how they could work with you. Who, who do you work with? What, um, what services do you offer? I know you talked about it, about, you know, about the painter and, and that, that friend of yours that you help, but talk to them a little bit about like, what, what packages do you offer? What, what are your services specifically and who is a good candidate to work with you? So I really don't have packages. So I work on an individual basis with clients. Um, I, I have a small bandwidth because I work deep with the, the clients that I do work with. And, um, but basically I take care of all the back end stuff, but it's not only that. So I'm, I you, typically in the entrepreneur and integrator roles, the, the entrepreneur is the visionary and the integrator is the executioner. Um, but I am a little bit of a hybrid of both of those roles. And so I can bring to the creative entrepreneur, um, I can help cast that vision and help drive that train down the tracks. So, um, and because what I find, especially, I love working with creatives and everybody's a creative soul. I believe that. But what I mean in the traditional sense of artists, bakers, um, people that are um, traditionally considered creative because they typically discount themselves and don't ever charge what they're worth. Um, and they don't understand what they do is worth. Um, but I, I'm able to let them just do their craft because what I've, what I've found as a creative myself is that when you're in your genius zone of being a creative and doing your thing, that's where you flourish. Um, anything else that gets in your way is going to bog you down and not let you do what you need to do to be impactful to others. So that's what I do. I come in and I take care of everything else so that that artist, uh, that entrepreneur can 
flourish and stay in their lane of genius so that they can be as impactful as they can to everyone that they can. So when I said, so if we were to work together, I would come to you and I would say, I have these ideas. I feel like I like, how, tell me how that, that works a little bit, just about how, how you work with people and do you only work with creatives? Uh, that's my sweet spot. So mm-hmm. that's my, that's my favorite. And my, and, and also women, I just got off a call this morning, actually. And, um, she is a love coach. And mm-hmm. so we, and, and really, it, it really is also for me, uh, Nicole, it's really about like, do we kind of jive together? Do we get each other? Um, because that's very important. And then, you know, at the end of the day, do we like each other? Because if we're going to spend all this time together, we better be able to laugh and have some fun along the way. So she and I uh, hit it off. It was great. Um, she ha- knows a lot about the online space and has dabbled in it for a many years, but she's to the point where it, it, all the tech, all the strategy, all that stuff stops her in her tracks and she gets no momentum. So she's at a point now where she needs, she needs somebody to help her drive, drive the bus. And, and I think that it's important for people to know too, anybody who's listening, if you feel like hiring somebody to help you with this stuff is out of your league, that it's too expensive, that I think some people have this false idea of, of taking on somebody to help that they need to be further along. And that's not the truth. It's only keeping you from being further along the longer you hold off on hiring somebody. Yeah, for sure. Yep. That's, that's, um, and I, and I think that, and I get it because you, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to pull the trigger on is deciding how to do that. But you know what, there's a lot of creative ways to work with people and, um, it, it doesn't have to be specifically an outlay of X amount of dollars. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of creative ways to, to, to partner with people. And it's just important to get started, to just start, have those conversations. I was surprised when I, like, I had these ideas in my head and this is just again about how the, the playing out the worst case scenario, how that just keeps you stuck and just, just make the phone call, book the discovery call, have a chat, have an idea of what you want to accomplish, and then understand that bringing somebody else in can just fill in all of those gaps. And it usually, for me, it was always way less than I thought it would be. It was right. always, I had these these crazy numbers in my head and I would get them like, oh, I mean, it's a lot, it, it's money, but it's way less than I thought it would be for all that I'm getting. And when I thought about what I didn't have to do and what I was able to accomplish by hiring somebody to help, it was like, oh, meaning I could do this in a month, not in a year, or maybe not get it done at all because I won't actually do it. Right. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, think about, yeah, that's exactly right. Think about the things that you're not getting done because like you said, you're getting in your own way. Um, and, and think about uh, what that might mean for not only you and your bottom line, but all of the people that, um, that you will impact or will miss out on your genius if you don't get it out in the world. 
yep, you miss out on the income and they miss out on the opportunity to work with you and to experience the gifts that you have. And if you feel that calling and if you feel like I should be putting this out in the world and I just don't know how, that's your first clue that you should make some phone calls and get on on the phone with, with people like you to see like, who can I get to help me? And I like putting those questions out to the universe. I like, I like saying, who could help me with this? If I wanted to complete this, who would be the perfect person? And oddly enough, you'll be someone's asked this question and they're listening to this podcast and they should call you because maybe that is the universe training them to tell them that maybe Donna can help you. That's right. That's right. But um, but I but I love all of this. I love this conversation. Thank you for sharing your story with us and for sharing your expertise. I think that there are so many people that are listening to this that that got value out of just hearing the transition that you've made and 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 for you being so open about all the stages of your journey. I think a lot of people will see themselves in one, some, or all of what you, what you shared. So thank you for that. Cause I think that that's, that's what I love to do with this podcast is open people up to different experiences that people have, because we're all very much the same when we get down to the core. Yes. And, and I just want to leave, you know, with this one small thought and it's just, you know, don't give up. Like if you've got that burning thing that's happening in your gut that you're like, Oh, I just know I need to be doing this or there I'm meant for something different or something more lean into that and, and don't give up. Like don't, don't let anybody else's story or um, narrative about what you should be doing rather, you know, look into what really feels right for you and, and go for it. That sounds like a perfect place to end this episode. I don't even want to throw anything on top of that because that is just so true. The only voice that the most important voice in your life is your own. And I think that you just put that beautifully of how they should be listening to that. So thank you for sharing that, for sharing your story. I appreciate you being on the show. This was really fun and I loved having you here. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And where can they stay in touch with you if they want to, if they want to keep in touch with you? Um, they can find me on my website, my podcast, and all that information is listed there. It's backstagebusinessboss.com. And the podcast is the Backstage Business Boss podcast, right? Right. They can look that up on iTunes. So look that up on iTunes. We will link all of this up in the show notes as well. But if you're listening to this and you just want to hop on over to the search function in iTunes or in Spotify and find the, the Backstage Business Boss podcast and keep in touch with Donna over there. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was a blast. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I will see you on our next episode. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.